Jake. 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 Jake, is anybody there? Hello? Jake. Jake? Is that you? Yeah, it's me, Thomas. I I threw up a little bit yesterday. It's okay. We're just uh, having a sleepover, so sometimes you throw up. You have to I d- nothing came out though. I just went. So you just you heaved. It's okay. Two times. O- okay. That's all right though. You know, as long as there was no blood. No. I had candy for breakfast, and I went. I worked in the yard all day, and I didn't drink any water. <laughs> well, what lesson did we learn? Did I have to eat a candy lunch too, or I get tired? <laughs> okay, I think the lesson is we need to drink more water. Okay. I'm gonna buy some hummingbird nectar, and I'm gonna <laughs> drink that while I work. Okay, well, make sure you you mix some water in with it. All right. It's. It always has water in it. Hummingbird oh. nectar is, is just sugar and water. And sometimes dye, but I don't agree with the additives. I, th- I don't think you should... I think you should just be the old-fashioned. You know, you just boil some water and you put some sugar in there and you let it dissolve, you know. Why you got to make, you know, some weird punch <laughs> for hummingbirds. You know, they're not impressed... <laughs> They're used to flowers. That's got to taste so good. Yeah. I did. If I could sip nectar. Did you ever uh, lick honeysuckles as a kid? Dude, that shit went hard. It went so hard. I I, I don't know if they all disappeared, but maybe I forgot how to identify them. Dude, I used to. That that's so funny. I say that like I encounter honeysuckles all the time in the concrete jungle Fort Worth. You know, I used to be. It was the only plant. In fact, to this day, aside from like roses and sunflowers, obvious ones, fucking blue bonnets. That I could identify on, like, if I was at the park with my fan, like my mom, and be like, and I would just start eating them. Or, like, you pick the stem out and you lick the stem or whatever. My mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, these are honeysuckles. She's like, where'd you learn that? I'm like, in a playground or whatever. But I think if I were to, like, be out in the woods and, like, in a survivalist situation, I would pick the wrong thing and just eat poison. Like, I don't think I could do it. In, in, in yeah, year. I was looking up because I had some cool mushrooms pop up in my flower beds the other day after it rained. And I looked them up because they were, uh, uh, like veiled ink caps or something. They look like little umbrellas or parasols. Anyway, I was looking up like I just looked up like North Texas mushrooms or whatever. Right. And it was like, yeah, the most common mushroom in North Texas is the death cap, which kills you. <laughs> and I was I saw the picture and I was like, those are the exact mushrooms as a kid that I would get so excited when it rained because I would get to play with them. <laughs> I never ate them because I knew you don't eat mushrooms that you find. But literally, right. the only mushrooms that popped up where I lived were poisonous, like deadly. Yeah, Especially same. To I, a yeah. child, like would just would have just killed me. The big ones would grow out of the tree bark in the trailer park, and we would like take them and throw them like frisbees. And we would get in trouble because apparently those aren't good for you either. We had just the normal ones, also the big white ones that would grow out of the lawn. Yeah, um, those are poisonous. Yeah, though they 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 won't kill you, but they make you super sick, from what I understand. Uh, yeah, I don't think those they, are death caps, but I think they're no, just. I think they are. You think? Death I thought caps de- are very common, apparently here. That's that's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know that because we would just pick the big ones, like the tops of them. We would throw them like frisbees at each the other. The white ones. Yeah, and the yeah. ones that one that come out of tree bark, like tree stumps. They're kind of like yellowy and orangey. 
and they, you could throw them like scale them and they would go really far might uh, be a different kind i don't know but yeah uh, the ones who were t- if they if you're talking about just the the weird looking white ones that come out of the ground they don't have parasol tops they have just like flat white tops the ones that like are basically in every yard or whatever like in texas those are the ones that we would do i get i know i remember they were they were poisonous because we might be talking about different ones. Well, do you which is very plausible? But the you, ones I'm talking about look kind of like they do have a big top. Those, are the, yeah, I think we're talking about the same ones. The other ones that I think you're thinking of, they're thinner and they have like a more umbrella. They're smaller and they have like umbrella shaped tops. Yeah, yeah, and and those are the ones that I see sometimes. Usually when I'm on a hike, yeah, but the ones cool. that I just see in like front yards and shit are the ones that I was told to leave alone as a kid. But we play, we would play fucking like frisbee with them. Um, it's crazy how some mushrooms can end you in this world, and some can make you one see a whole the, new world. I re- I remember um, I had a friend damn. who, damn, I think that's the deepest shit I ever did here. The but uh, friend of mine would do the they would just go pick him up like the whole cow poop thing. They just go pick him up out of cow shit, and he didn't know. Well, I don't know what he was thinking because you intuitively. If you ask me, if you pick something out of shit, any animal's poop, that you wash it thoroughly. And uh, we, were, <laughs> we were like talking at the lunch table and he was just like, yeah, man, I just go grab him. There's a guy who has a like a, you know, like I, I like behind his where his parents lived. This dude had some land and he would just go pick them or whatever out of like the, the cow field or whatever that would be like near the cow shit or whatever. And I was like, oh, OK, well, you wash them, right? And he's like, oh, no, man, I just eat them right there. And I was like, you, so like you just, he's like, well, I'll get, bring a bottle of water and I like rinse them off. And I'm like, that's not enough. <laughs> like, that's not, he's like, but they're really strong, dude. Like you trip. And I'm like, I'm not really concerned if I buy mushrooms, like magic mushroom. I'm, I'm hoping that they were never in poop because you can grow them hydroponically or whatever. But I never was like a guy. If you get high off it, I mean, I need a piece of poop to get really high. It, okay. You drive. You make a very good point because if I could eat poop and it felt like Vicodin, but I didn't get addicted to it, I probably would. Yeah, dude, <laughs> you do that for sure. <laughs> you know, you Imagine right. non-addictive morphine. It's just one little piece of goat poop. Oh, dude, I would munch on it all day, all day, dude, all day, no all day. You, you, I'd, would... I'd have shit all over my face <laughs> at all times. Yeah, non-addictive Dilaudid in the form of like. I'd brush just... my teeth only to spit into a jar and drink it. <laughs> To get a little bit of residue Poop high, resin. Yeah, it'd be like yeah. scraping the the, the resin yeah. out of the bowl and smoking. scraping the dollar bill. I get yeah that. <laughs> if you could eat the, the the greatest philosophical questions are answered on this show. If if poop was like heroin, would you eat it? If I if I found out <laughs> the sucking dick had the same effect as as like a as a big old rail of coke, dude. Okay, I'd be tweak- at your house right now. <laughs> Sucking you off. Tweak it. If not, you, not really. If, I'd be at my neighbor's house because he lives way closer. Way closer. <laughs> Driving three and a half hours to do a one bump of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if it was your own dick. I feel like that's a really that's a really good question. If it was your own dick. I would just cut little pieces off. <laughs> just go hunting for your foreskin? Yeah. I'd have it in my lip like tobacco. I don't. Here's a question for you. Um, I was. I think I was in like 10th. No, I was 10th grade. It's like 5th or 6th grade. I was like 10 or 11 years old. And um, a buddy of mine, you know, like his mom had his like baby pictures out. 
And it was like, ah, you know, we're just look at your baby pictures and make fun. Like, oh, Bugucci Goo or whatever. We're like 10, you're like a kid. Um, she had had his, you're getting through pictures in there and you're just seeing pictures of the baby and the mom's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. You know, and he's like, oh, you know, you're like pointing. We're like, oh, baby dick. Like, haha, you have a baby's penis from when yeah, you were a baby. Yeah, your penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're in like that's sixth grade, like. so that's all you're like. You're just trying to get as many small dick jokes in as you can, like every second of every day. And it's like, haha, you have you have the penis of a baby because you're a baby. Haha, baby penis. Anyway, we get to like the last page, and it's like uh, like his first boot, like the booties the hospital gave him. And then like this weird like leathery looking like thing. And I was like, what the fuck's that? And he was like, ah, oh, whatever. And close it. And I was like, what was that dude? It was like a piece of cloth or something. It was like this big dude. <laughs> and, uh, his mom overheard us and she was like, oh, that's his foreskin. Like just totally normally. Just like, just like, oh yeah, it's just, and I was just like, is what? And he was like, she was like, dude, shut up. Let's go play video games. Let's <laughs> just go play Xbox. She was like, oh, you can get it from the hospital. Like, does your mom have yours? Like, I'm sure she has yours somewhere. And I was like, my, I didn't want to, like, put this lady on blast or whatever. But in my head, I was like, there's no way she has that. <laughs> like, there's – if she ever did, like, I don't know if you could take it home. It's not in a scrapbook that sits, like, on the coffee yeah, I'd, table. I'd put it in, like, a necklace, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> make it, put it in a wallet. Like, one corner of a leather wallet is just your, your foreskin. That would be sick. I would love Imagine to Imagine like a, a gay guy in the Civil War and he's got like his lover's foreskin in his locket. <laughs> Instead of a picture when it's open, it's just like a piece, it's like yeah, a piece just of like skin, a, like leathery. Like a, a parking lot Laffy Taffy. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good to think about. Um, I sent in a joke to Laffy Taffy a few weeks ago, hoping they would maybe give me a job. That's did the they, most Did they hopeful. do that? No, they had a grand prize. Oh, okay. For, they had a $5,000 prize if you could write the best joke. And uh, I think I <laughs> I wrote a, a joke about a witch. Okay, do you want to say it? Say I it? don't want anybody to steal it. <laughs> it's your it's the same joke and they win. It's a- <laughs> Here it is. They see his first, yeah, somebody's before yeah. yours, and they get $5,000. I believe it was... Uh, what does every witch want for their birthday? What? A dustpan. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because they yeah. all already have brooms. Yeah, yeah, I think I... So, <laughs> but none of them ever have dustpans. Right, right. I was so it would be a, a clever gift to give a witch. Right, the the joke being that it's typically their mode of transportation. is Right. Point. Right. It would be kind of like putting a spoiler on a you car could, or something, could. but it would be a, a dustpan to go on a broom. Right. <laughs> I haven't really had any other ideas lately. <laughs> I haven't had I, any other thoughts. I, I Honestly, man, creatively that emptied my gas tank. <laughs> Yeah, it was really just after let it that, off. you know, I went back to smoking crack and just selling <laughs> my body on the streets. I knew that it's was a high point over. in my life because so many people, you know, I'll, I go out on the street telling that joke. People laugh at it a lot. I'm sure they do, man. It's I got mean, potential. I, I wouldn't imagine that, uh, that you you could close with that at the Carnegie and it would just you would you would crush HBO would be knocking at your door. I would love for us to through some collapse of society 
become like Burt Crusher level popular. Burt and Tom, so you do like like the two yeah, bears one like, cave. Yeah, we're we're like Gabriel Iglesias popular, where we're like selling out like AT and Stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're just we just go up there and we're like, uh, yeah. So there's a mice running around in here, fifteen mice, and they're all they have eight legs apiece. <laughs> yeah you could say the spider mice are back <laughs> and just like up like raucous applause just, there are fights breaking out because the laughter is gunshots so yeah yeah uh i'm just i'm like half remembering something that i some story that i don't know if it happened to me or like a guy that i met at the mental hospital i'm like yeah man you know an 18 wheeler just kind of like killed you know like everybody that I ever knew, and you're like, that didn't happen to you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it didn't. It's a guy I knew. And you're like, all right. <sighs> we, we both develop, like, our individual lines. If we if we say them at any point in the show, the house just goes wild. And yours is like, I guess you can, you can pick yours. What do you think yours is? Well, this is like, if, if it, so if it's like, like the blue collar thing where it's like, here's your sign. You might be a redneck. Like the hits. I mean, like, I feel like we both have, okay, okay, goodbye. Like, that's that's without a question. Um, that can be yours or my, I don't know. Uh, but that's, that, it's both in our arsenal. Both, I feel like both, we both, both ours, I don't know, yeah. I don't think I have one, really. We, we should work on that. We've been doing this yeah. show a year and a half now. We need to be like Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, I get no respect. But he, the thing is, he was legitimately very clever. He was. So. He, and he was very cool. Rodney Dangerfield's a cool name. I don't think that was his actual name. No, it wasn't. I read his Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I think week. I did as a kid, too. I remember being like, I want to know about this guy. Yeah, he actually was like one of the first comics online. Online? Yeah, he had his, a website and had like a newsletter. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like he was you know how You know on his, uh, his gravestone, it says, there goes the neighborhood? Oh, I didn't know that, no. That's because on the day of his death, randomly, there every day on his website there was an auto-generated joke. It was, I mean, it was his joke, right? But, but just, just yeah. one of his jokes would come up. Would be like the, uh, and uh, it was something about like the the auto-generated joke ended up being like something about him getting buried in a, in his or he 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 bought a grave plot. Oh okay. And they were like, "There goes the neighborhood." Oh, like that's kind of anyway. That's interesting, interesting little factoid. Really, really cool uh, <laughs> stuff going on. You know, I've really been enriching enriching myself lately. With what? Money, um, <laughs> riches. Yeah. I've really been raking it in on cameo. I'm a big cameo guy now. I think I should make one. I don't think. Uh, I don't yeah, think I would I don't have to. Know how I qualify? You have to qualify. You have to send in an application to cameo. That's very funny. But it's a short application, to be fair. Okay. They just say like, "Hey, what do you do? How many followers do you have?" And then like describe yourself, basically. Okay. And I was just like, ah, I'm on Twitter. I have a podcast. We have performed uh, around the country, and we have over 10,000 listeners. Yeah. Both of those 
Um, I'm in an emo band. <laughs> that we I went- appeared briefly on stage in New York last year, but I was just bringing Patrick a glass of water <laughs> at their live show. I wasn't a part of it. Yeah, but I'm I w- counting that. I, w- I watched Louis C.K. eat a cheeseburger one time. He was about 20 feet from me. Did you? Uh, yeah, I was at Oddball Comedy Fest. Um, and there was a bunch of... when I, This was when I was doing stand-up more. It was Oddball Comedy Fest 2013 or 14. I don't remember. It was before all the bullshit. And uh, I, was, I had paid money to like my last fucking whatever I had to get some good tickets. And anyway, I'm not, there was nothing funny about the story. I had just met some comics there and we were all like kind of hanging out after and Hannibal had gone up and one of them knew Hannibal through some Avenue. And, uh, Hannibal was like a cool guy. He was like down there bullshitting with us or chatting with us. This was like to the corner of the stage. We're not talking to me. I kind of was just sitting there chain smoking. Just like, I was like 19 or 20. I was like, this is the, this is the coolest thing that's happened to me. And it's not because of me. I actually, this isn't even anything I did. This I just have friends that know people. Was like that's it. And uh, anyway, <clears throat> they're like, "Oh, is like is Louis going to come out?" And he was in, uh, <clears throat> one of the other comics was like, "Nah, he's over there eating it." And I look over, and he's just like in a chair, kind of off to this corner of the stage behind the curtain. You can just kind of see half of him. And he's just like, and I was like, well, "I figured he'd go to the green room or whatever." Like, and I just they're like, "Nah, he just you know he just found a chair to eat a cheeseburger in." And I was like. That's cool. Like, I, it's not a, it's not an amazing, funny thing, but in my mind, I don't know Louis C.K., but I was like a big fan of his at the time, and I was like, "So that's so Louis, bro." <laughs> like, just. But again, I, I have no Louis. Yeah, I've never the met chair. the guy. Yeah, that's what guys do. <laughs> like, people just eat. <laughs> they sit down. But I was like, man, that's so he Louis. Could be, he could have it all. <laughs> yeah. to our level. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And at the time, like, I was like, I was doing open mics like four or five times a week or whatever, and like maybe a, maybe a showcase like once a month, and was just like, man, like you know, this guy he's so humble, you know, he's he's a big A lister, and he just sits in a chair and eats a cheeseburger, just like everybody else. And it's like, well, you know, comics are also like typically like there's like not everybody's Kevin Hart or whatever, you know, like A and B. It's like. Even if he was like a snotty guy, even snotty guys sit down to eat food. <laughs> like you know, like yeah, they don't have standing desks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but in my mind, in my life, like I said, I was like nineteen or twenty. I was like, man, that's just—he's just a normal guy, you know. Like he—he he gets food and then he sits down, and you know what he does next? He eats it. <laughs> like, man, that's just you know. One of my fun- favorite things is that Dwayne Johnson. In in no picture or video ever, it's just like in a regular guy's stance. Like he's always either like has his 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 hands like his fingers tinted, like or like he's doing a business deal. Yeah, <laughs> like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like did you see that that picture like a, a few days ago, where it was like Dwayne Johnson watches Black Adam with executives. Oh yeah, and, and he, he was, was wearing a suit and just yeah. like. Yeah, it was his shoulders were so broad they didn't fit in the camera frame. Like he was kind of cl- the picture that I saw, he was like clipped out of it a little bit. But he's like, it looked like I know he's a swole guy, but it looked like he was flexing his lats because it was like you could see his like like posterior check through over the fuck he was wearing. I was like, are you all right, man? Like, is this how you watch movies? Is just the most. Did you ever read about how? So this came about. You know about the the contract disputes in the Fast and Furious? Not really, no. I don't know why you would. Well, it's funny. So here's so uh, 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not coming back in the movies, apparently. <clears throat> he did a spinoff with Jason Statham called Hobbs and Shaw. Anyway, Jason Statham, <laughs> um, Vin Diesel, and The Rock all have in their contracts that they're not allowed during fight scenes to get beat up too much. Like, they always have to, like, get the upper hand or, like, almost win, but they can't, like, they have it down to, like, a certain... Apparently, they have it down to a certain amount of minutes per, like, frames and minutes per movie that they're allowed to get, like, punched and beaten. And so it made it really difficult to film fight scenes between the three of them because they're all, like, such prima donnas when it comes to, so, like, they would have these disputes where, you know, Vin would be like, oh, you know, I, uh, I think in this one I should, like, beat the fuck out of you. And then The Rock would be like, well, we're already, like, 17 minutes over, like, you know, so, like, basically we're past what my contract allows for me to lose this fight. And then Jason Statham would be like, oi, well, I think I should hop in and I should throw one punch and knock both of you out. And they'd be like, you already got 10 punches in in the last frame, so we can't really keep doing it like this. And all the while, the producers and directors are like, how do I... <laughs> I need to speak up here, but all these guys are on steroids. <laughs> all of them are very, very sensitive men. And so, like, they were having to film these fight scenes where basically it was almost always a stalemate between the three of them, like when they would have fights with each other or two-on-one or whatever. It could never be, like, a, like one guy winning because it was, like, they had made it to where in their contracts they, like, didn't technically lose the fight. Like, one of them would be, like, almost get the other guy, and he'd be, like, another day. Or, like, the cops would show up and, like, hey, everybody on the ground. Or, like, you know, something would happen to where one guy didn't lose, but he just kind of got beat. But the next fight scene, it had to be where he almost beat Vin. It was very fucking retarded. And it ended up, like, apparently the egos got too much and, like, The Rock never, like, wanted to be, like, on set with Vin Diesel anymore. Because he was like, yeah, I think I should start winning all the fights. (laughs) It's like... Then it's not, there's no action really. It's just you, you can't John Wick everybody. You're a mechanic. Like, obviously the movies have gotten more crazy, but I think the issue lied in within Vin Diesel being like, yeah, can I just have like superpowers basically? And they were like, no, you're like a race car driver. We already have you jumping from building to building and like lifting up helicopter engines and shit. (laughs) Like you can't just, you can't beat up like all the girls in the movie. Like you can't beat up like the camera guys or whatever. So it was just like this weird uh, stupid interaction between the three of them where it was like, no, I can only get beat up like five minutes per movie. I miss, I miss in like the seventies when there would be a, one of my favorite, uh, martial arts movie cameos. I know, I know fast and furious isn't really a martial arts move. <coughs> franchise. They, they are it. kind of, but it's now. like, you know, it's in there. Yeah. But like, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Bruce Lee were like close friends. Okay. And there's one movie where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar shows up like as a henchman. Yeah. And gets killed by Bruce Lee. Yeah. But there's like a three foot height difference. <laughs> okay. So it like the fight itself, and for for it to make sense in the plot, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has to just get manhandled basically. Right. But he like he watched the fight itself, and it's like I I want to say that his death is like a like a weirdly like efficient but gruesome one. Like his throat gets slit or something, uh, yeah. And the rest of the movie is like just Bruce Lee just fighting because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was not like a, a He's not a martial, martial arts yeah. expert. 
Yeah. You know, he probably had some experience, but he's seven feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Lee is, was like five feet tall. Yeah, yeah. And so you watch him, and it's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar throws like three really weird hooks and, and then just gets like killed. Yeah. There was no ego, and it was he was also clearly Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. It's not like, in terms of movie henchmen, you average like, it'll go between like five ten kind of swole guy, and then you move up in levels. Yeah, there's yeah. not a level that's like a seven foot tall gangly <laughs> black guy. Yeah, right, right. You might have a seven foot tall like former WWE fighter. Right. But there's not skinny tall guys because that doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. He's got too big of a hitbox. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's also he doesn't he's have like bl- tear his ACL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has like an eighty-eight inch reach, but it's like he, he, you know, it doesn't really. Yeah, it, yeah Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in henchman clothes still looks like a professional NBA player. Yeah, it, that the a similar thing happened in one of the, I forget, in one of the Captain Americas. I think it was Winter Soldier. I don't know, but. GSP played one of the characters from the comics of one of the villains of uh he had like a a 10 minute part or whatever uh but something the leaper I don't fucking remember but there was a moment where he's standing across from Chris Evans and uh Chris Evans is just holding up the shield or whatever and it's GSP the greatest mixed martial artist that's ever lived on planet earth and it's just Chris Evans who's like uh, uh, you know uh, uh, you know and uh, GSP is like, you know, it was like, uh, I thought you were more than just a shield. Or it says some corny line. And then he, like, drops the shield, and then he just, like, sidekicks GSP, like, 15 feet into the air. I know that it's a movie, but it's similar to the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar thing, because GSP can't act, and his accent's fucked up, so he's like, I thought you were more than just a shield. Like, weird French-Canadian thing, and then, like... And then watching Chris Evans, like, or the stunt guy, like, kick him, and he I'm like... In my mind, I know that that's still welterweight and middleweight goat GSP. I know this is a movie about superheroes, but I also know that like this isn't. It frustrates me when like, and I know he like he like uh, he did a fight scene. I know we keep talking about him on the show. He did a fight scene with Steven Seagal. We've talked about this, I think, where Steven Seagal was like throwing kicks at his shins and GSP was doing like triple backflips, like he just got wheel kicked by like a donkey or some shit, like. You know, flying back and forth, but it's it's like you know in your mind, like I know this athlete. This is like an A list athlete, and it kind of takes it away from like the martial arts aspect of the movie, the fight scene. If I know that this guy could basically kill everybody like on set, <laughs> like yeah. with his hands, you know, yeah, like you it's watch the It Man movies, right? Of course, yeah, yeah, Have yeah. Have you seen the third one? Yeah, with Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the first one is an absolute masterpiece. In my opinion, I it don't is. care it's, it's, how relevant it is to the story. That it's amazing. Happened. It is in terms of one of the best arts martial movies. arts movies of all time. Yeah, I yeah. mean, fucking incredible. Second yeah. one still got some good action. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not. It's not the first one, but like, hey, you know, yeah, it, it's got it, juice. It knows what people liked about the first one. I'll put it like right. That. Yeah, the yeah. third one has Mike Tyson. It's cartoonish, dude. It he goes up to the, like the top floor and he meets Mike Tyson, who is wearing like a dress shirt. Yeah. And Mike Tyson's like, now you have to fight Mike Tyson. <laughs> like, basically. That's, yeah, but essentially, yes. Like, there's, there's music there where it's, like, 
Everyone knows this is Mike Tyson, and he's going to fight this 5'3". Chinese uh, old Taiwanese man. Chinese man or whatever. <laughs> right. And he's going to land punches that don't just instantly kill the guy. <laughs> because yeah. the entire story hinges on it man just being the being, goat. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, he's, you know... He's like six weight classes away from even 50-year-old Mike Tyson. Right, right, right. And it's just like you see him, and it ruins the entire movie. Instantly. It does. It, it, because, and it, and it won't, Yeah, go ahead. Because, I mean, and Mike Tyson, dude, they put like crazy sound effects on his punches. Like, whoosh. Yeah, no, whoosh, I remember that. It was like... like okay. Yeah, I remember the there was a fight scene. I think that's when they one of the times they first meet. It's in that like warehouse roof. It's like his office, I guess. And he's just like landing body. Sh- he's doing that like his his thing, which is like he like slips five or six punches and then just rips you to the body like a whole time. Like which is like what he was known to do a lot with like the uppercuts or whatever. And I remember watching that fight scene. I was like, if Donnie Yen got hit by even one of these. And he ate like fifteen, like with that stupid sound effect. Yeah, and I was like, "All no right, cage left whatsoever." You no, you stirred him. Yeah, dead, dude. <laughs> done. And I know it's a fucking again. I know it's, and I'm looking for continuity in a movie about a guy that like defies gravity at several right. points across the, the franchise. Thing is, like in the first, the, well, the first, first one was kind of believable. All right. It's like John Wick believable, no, I guess. No, no, I, I, that's what I'm saying. In the first one, the physics were at least... Somewhat, somewhat within there. the realm of possibility, yeah. It's like John like, Wick he physics. He would kill a guy yeah. by punching him, but he'd punch him like 300 times. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 that would do it right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. But when it's like, oh, I I, uh, I hit him in the throat one time and his head snapped clean off. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. his, I understand. Uh, I understand. That a palm strike can be a killing move. What I'm saying is, a palm strike from a man who's 110 pounds is yeah. not going to kill you every single time it lands. Yeah, because because the force behind it, man. I mean, it, don't don't get me wrong. Donnie Yen could potentially, maybe even beat me in a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have a shot. Yeah, yeah. But Mike fucking Tyson, dude. Mike Tyson could kill Donnie Yen now, and he walks with a cane. Yeah, he. It's. It's. It would it, be the la- he would die afterwards. Yeah, it's it's tough because it's like, I mean, and the franchise got in more insane as time went on. I just like I. It's the reason I like the John Wick franchise so much because it's like, it is it is just just within the realm or outside. The one thing about the franchise that like. Is just like the guy will eat like sixteen rounds and and like you'll see that he has a vest on, but it's like it. That's the one thing I'm like, all right, you know, that's fine. But uh, but it's it's meant to be like fun. It, yes, and it's and it's it's not so far out of the. It's not like Kill Bill where it's like, all right, you're not you're not killing like three hundred guys with swords or whatever. You know, I know John. So tired after that. Yeah, it <laughs> the adrenaline dump after killing three hundred women with a sword got to be incredible. Hey man, I've only done it like fifteen, sixteen <laughs> times. <laughs> but I, I going into a palace and killing everybody there. Yeah, I would sleep for two weeks after that. Yeah, that's like what they don't show you in all of Quentin's movies is when a guy goes on a rampage and kills like yeah, like four hundred henchmen that he's just like 
His he has like a beat resting BPM of like two sixty five. He's just like he's about to go into cardiac arrest. I I the um the fucking the, I think it was the second one where he boxed that British guy or some shit in it, it, Eatman, whatever the yeah. It man yeah yeah and uh, the British guy I love that like they they just made him like like the. He was like, I guess, like a Schfeld handsome dude, but he was like, Oi, you think you can beat English boxing? And then, like, just it, like, it was so fucking corny. It was like, uh, he's like, Have you ever boxed with an English? Like, it was like every time, every chance he could get to be like boxing, 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 like it, the big red gloves and like the stupid fucking, like, you know, fighting Irish stance or whatever. And then Donnie Yen's just like wearing a tunic. <laughs> Like a robe, like in the boxing ring, which it just like again, like is a cartoon, and it's supposed to be a cartoon, but great franchise. Yeah, we need to, dude. If if Felix breaks into the film industry, and he, I assume for his first project, would get about two hundred million dollars. Right, right. And he he would probably choose us. He would most definitely text us first. He'd probably text me and you, and he'd say. You guys have full creative range. <laughs> I know you guys know how to make movies. You went to film school. Right, right. You have good cameras. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to use them, too. Yes. You know how the battery life is on them. You know that they don't overheat if you run right. 4K for an hour 5K. and a half. 5K. Yeah, 5K uh, <laughs> for an hour. I, thought it would, I assumed it would go from 4 to 8. They go up by single digits, apparently. Who knows? (coughs) 5K is the thing. Anyway, I'd like to think that me and you could make a damn good martial arts movie, and the kicker would be nobody would be in shape particularly well, but nobody would be fat, like super fat. It would just be like, I want to see like 300 skinny fat guys (laughs) with like, not similar builds because they're all fucked up builds, but yeah. like differently. Like th- they're the same level of like disabled guys who, if they took four months, could look pretty good, but they just don't care that much. They just don't. They just work at, like regular jobs. They work at AT and T, and it's just they they yeah they aren't like they aren't like masons. Where no, they have, you know they're, they're not just, burning eight thousand calories a day at their job. They just kind of you know. If they took the time and the effort and they took their diet seriously for once, they could look good, but it's just not really on their radar of priorities. If we had a gladiator dome, but only for people who liked worked from home, that would be so <laughs> sick to watch. I Every time I watch like a, a like a fight video and it's between two like obviously everybody likes the fight video where it's like one guy knows what he's doing and the other guy just fucked with the wrong guy. Those are classics, okay? And then another good one is when two guys really know how to throw them. That's great. That's always fun. But a real sleeper fight video is when you catch two guys who have no business fighting. <laughs> and they're just like some usually they're fat, but the thing about fat guys is if one of them lands typically it's game over. The fight videos I really like where it's like it's usually I, one I'm thinking of specifically was like a music festival and it was like Two, like, basically, like, guys who work at Google just had a disagreement. And they're just, like, (laughs) 
Their hands are like at their chests, and they're like doing the lean back thing, but neither of them are engaging. And they're like, like, hey, hey, bro, hey, I don't want to have to do this, bro. Like they're about to unleash something, and then they just when they meet, it's like the windmill thing from eighth grade. But there's no damage done. You can't even hear the punches land. It's the it's like those videos crack me the fuck up. Like the fat guy fighting, very funny. Someone's gonna go out. You know, two guys who know how to fight, great. One guy who knows how to fight, the other guy doesn't. Awesome. There's a KO down the road. Two pussies. I really think that there's like a like a market there, like a UFC style, like a like a boxing MMA market for just guys that don't know how to fight. I think actually, you know what? Dave Portnoy has that. It's called Rough and Rowdy. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Also, that, street beefs can be pretty good. That is funny. We've talked about guys. What I like about street, <laughs> street beefs Lincoln. is the ones, the best ones on street beefs are the guys who meet up because they have a serious beef in real life. Yes. And neither of them can throw worth a fuck somehow. Like, right. Like, I watched one where one guy had <laughs> fucked the other's girlfriend. Yep. That's a and, classic one. And, dude, neither of them, like, <laughs> both of them, I think, went to like for takedowns a couple times but like yeah. it'd be like you grab the thigh and then just like don't even move the guy you like hinge at the hip and just kind of grab his yeah, knee yeah there's no punches thrown at the breakaway it's like we're just gonna try again later no one's actually shooting they're just like turn they're yeah. like leaning down just <laughs> like three hanging. rounds of just kind of fucking around and afterwards they're like all right we're good bro yeah <laughs> like the- dude, somebody like fucks your wife and you don't knock them out <laughs> In, a, in an ordained fight, yeah, in like, yeah, and like some, it's sanctioned in some it's way, but it's like you can knock them out however you want. You, you can, can make a it, gun if you want. yeah, you can kick them like soccer kicked them in the head until like they die. Yeah, like the, you can make them have a fucking seizure. Yeah, and the only person that's gonna break up a fight is a guy with seven felonies for assault who's just like, yeah, I'm here for like the beer and the hot dogs, man. I'm not really gonna do a job like a good dude. The fucking um. I'm not going to say the name of the organization because I don't want to blow their spot up, but um, there's a a group of uh, – there's a gym, and the owner I used to train with – well, karate. This was when I was much younger. Um, he hosts his own um, amateur fights <clears throat> in Texas, and uh, it's uh, boxing, a Muay Thai, and MMA. And uh, they're pretty cool. Like the 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 technical aspect of it is very professional. They have the lights, they have the walkout, all this funny stuff, right? The referees are just like uh, like people. They'd have no fundamental. They're not like sanctioned referees. And I, that for this reason, I don't know if these fights are sanctioned. <clears throat> I watched um, my old gym went to a couple <clears throat> to compete, and uh, people got you know fighters from all over Texas. The uh, the referee was like a goth mommy type, like a, she works at Hot Topic type bitch, like Jamba Juice, like she's like the fucking half shaved head and like the fucking no, whatever nose ring, piercings, tattoos, and she just had a striped shirt on and jeans, <laughs> and there was like two grown men in there like thwacking each other, dude, and uh, they were posting clips like on the Instagram from the gym I was at of like the fights, and man, dude, like amateur fights are supposed to get stopped quick because there's no money involved, you have a career ahead of you. Like, pro fights, you see if a guy can recover. If they can't, they'll be stopped. Amateur fights, like, if a dude gets clipped and, like, he kind of stumbles, like, they can stop the fight. Dude, this girl was out of her element. This is, like, a heavyweight fight. It was a kickboxing fight. 
and this dude just lands flush with like a like a head kick thunk and you hear it and the guy just like locks up and falls down and uh the guy like runs over and like hits him one time and then looks at the ref and she's just like And he's, like, looking at her, and, and she's, like, not doing anything, like, just kind of spacing out. So he just sticks the guy again, and the guy's, like, still out, and he looks at her, and she's, like. And then people were, like, oh, oh what the fuck? And then she, like, kind of jumps and, like, does this. <laughs> like, But the guy had eaten, like, three or four. He would punch the guy, look at the girl. Punch the guy, look at the girl. Punch the guy, look at the girl. She's, like, oh, stop the fight. He's out. And everyone was, like, yeah. <laughs> like, the guy was fucking, like. That guy's not fighting again for a little while. Like, maybe forever. <laughs> like, you can't, like... He's just eating, like, big haymakers from, like, a big, fat, heavyweight guy. And, like, typically those sanctioned... Those, like, unsanctioned fights are, like, they're refereed by people who just happen to be there that day. Like, they're... It's tough. I mean, they're fun because if you like to watch a car crash or a train wreck, which everybody loves, then, yeah, it's it's fun to cringe at. But also, it's, like, morally, ethically, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't really know. You know, uh, we need to start importing some some Dagestanis over here, some Chechens, dude. Let them run wild. Do you, what What do you think would happen if you crossbred like a Texan, just like uh, like a West Texas oil hand worker, and like a Chechen? If you could get two guys to make a baby, <laughs> like just the most psychopathic murderer, I think you could. You would just get like a new learning disability. <laughs> I think that's all. The, I think it would be a regular guy who had a lot of trouble reading. Yeah, that's a very good point. I'm, just, I'm I thinking think the toughness would cancel out at that point, and you would just get like fucked up. Somehow yeah, more inbred. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. very different gene pools. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. More <laughs> only recessive genes from both. Yeah, you're trying to make like the toughest guy, so you just get like a workhorse woman from Dagestan, and then like yeah, like. Some deck hand from fucking. Yeah, it's two two guys who only have dominant genes, so the kid just comes out like as a snake. Yeah. Like, they just cancel out all the. It, it's like a like, baby bird, just the, yeah. like just like a just like the littlest just baby critter. Yeah, one guy's lays an egg. Yeah, and, like, just a regular chick. Just out pops a full grown Mark Zuckerberg or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the most like like fucking wet blanket dude in the whole world. I uh. I, no, wonder I, what, I wonder what Mark Zuckerberg's like parents are like. I, I don't know, man. I I don't know. It would that, be funny if he came, what if he came from like a welder family? I know I don't he know. didn't. Hey, Zuckerberg is not a welder's name, and I'm not trying what to say anything. What do you mean anything. by that? <laughs> I know plenty of welders named Zuckerberg. <laughs> what do you mean by that, bro? I just, I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't sound weldery to me. Mm. I can't put my finger on it. It would be a bit long of a name to put on the back of a truck. I know or, or Yeah, or like a pair of coveralls or something. Zuckerberg parents. His dad? Edward dad's? and Karen. Okay. Names. What do they do? Oh, God. They look busted? They they look like the parents of Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, okay, like yeah, enough said. <laughs> they look evil, dude. Yeah. His dad looks like the villain from Aladdin. Like the the Jafar? Yeah. He looks like a white collar Jafar. That makes sense. I don't mean that I don't mean that in a racist way. He has the same mustache. Or like goatee type thing. Oh, I'm looking at him too. He does. He, he does he, look he, like Jafar. He's a dentist. And let's check out Karen. Kempner. She's a psychologist. 
She looks fucking wild, dude. This is fucking... Yeah, that checks out. It's gotta be fucked up to be, like, his sibling, and you just, like, work at a fucking national tire and battery or something. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe I all of this... I imagine they probably... They're probably doing all right. <laughs> yeah, you're probably <laughs> probably right. Uh, wow. You know, it would suck to be a dentist and your son ends up being like... Because a dentist is like every family's like ideal of like a solid guy who's doing well. Right, yeah, yeah. And then your son makes Facebook. <laughs> And yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, this is my like kind of deadbeat, like bum ass dad. He's just yeah. a dentist. Yeah, he's like a multimillionaire. Yeah, millionaire. <laughs> Fucking bum. Yeah, my dad was say help people's teeth and I invented something that may or may not like destroy the country <laughs> somehow, <laughs> like through some weird avenue of fucking insanity. One uh, of my favorite things about Trump's like coming up story was him being like yeah, like, my dad, like, didn't really know how to run a business. Like, he, he had, like, his slumlord empire that he built, you know, and, like, controlled a lot of New York. But, like, he, he didn't really know how to, like, grow and, like, make things expand, you know. <laughs> Me, I, like, I really took things off with with what I did. He was one of the first guys to do the uh, the whole I took a small loan from my family, like, line like the rich guys who come from good stock that like they have to because this is how America works. They have to twist their life into some rags to riches story or no one's going to care or want to know who they are really. So it's like I took a small loan from my father of a million dollars and I turned it into a billion dollars. And it's like, all right. I mean, impressive, but I read into that family line just I right. reading a lot of Wikipedia lately. And it's funny, they clearly had money before they came to America, but it was, like, this German family or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the, like, matriarch who's credited with, like, them getting rich looked, like, exactly like Donald Trump. Really? But just, like, as <laughs> an awesome. old, like, grandma woman. That's awesome. They have very, like, the 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 genes are, that's it's a strong, fucked up. It's like the Bushes, man. The Bushes have been rich and have around forever. To just forever, like... Um, which one? I think it was Laura Bush that killed a guy. Uh, and she just, because of, she was a Bush. or No, I think it was before she was a Bush, but her family was still wealthy. Anyway, was, yeah, she was, just. Was that in a car accident or something? Yeah, she she just ran a guy over with her car and nothing happened to her. Oh, well, that's kind of just how, what happens when you run somebody <laughs> over with a car in this country. <laughs> that's true. Seriously, dude, like. That is very true. That, that guy recently. Uh, I I think a woman like just killed like a kid at a cross stop, and the the cop wouldn't even like write her a ticket. Yeah, I think it was just happened. The one in New York I was thinking about, I may be the same one. She just like yeah, she just like clipped this kid and he died, and then like they went to court and the judge was like, I mean I don't know, you know, it's a tragedy. <laughs> I guess you know I guess Nothing whatever you can do about it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> nothing that Things I need to be done about this. this society. You're free to go. <laughs> nothing that I can, as a ju circuit judge of New York. Like everybody's been staring at me all day. <laughs> I don't uh, know what the fuck you expect me to do about it, cocksucker. Oh, dude. So I went to the grocery store today. Yeah. And uh, this made me think of this because I was thinking of judges in their robes. I saw a fryer in real life at the grocery <laughs> store no you did not I dude. swear to god dude i forgot they like existed in real life other than like in <laughs> it's always sunny in philadelphia like you talking to like brown cloak and like fucked up hair no i mean i mean like uh 
like a Catholic like father. Like oh, with okay. The, the white collar and the black frock. Oh, I thought you you okay. So you so you saw like a priest. You did a friar oh, has. Oh, I'm I'm think I'm thinking about like I thought the guy. Friar that, was the, I think I thought friar was what they called. Friar who has the stupid haircut and they work in like an abbey and they have the big brown tunic, like Friar Tuck or whatever, man. Oh yeah, they, I don't think they call them. Fri- friars are all fucked up. Yeah, looking, friars dude. take the vow of poverty. I did not see a friar. <laughs> I saw a guy. I just saw a, a pastor who was Catholic. I, I thought you were trying to tell me that it you made saw me like feel very uncomfortable because for the first time in a long time, I felt like I needed to be holy around this guy. Yeah, in the produce section of Central Market, and I was wearing my Pendejo Time shirt. And yeah. shorts that <laughs> yeah. were, like, very weighed down just because I had so much shit in my pocket. Yeah, yeah. The and basketball then, like, shirts weighed down is a classic look. And then hiking boots. Yep. And, like, chain and a watch. And I was like, yeah, I need to I need to be on my best behavior while I pick up this cilantro. I need to impress this man because he probably thinks I'm worldly. Yeah. Walking around like this. But really, I'm holy on the inside. <laughs> You know, I am one with God around. So he knows I'm he's my leader. Yeah. I just, follow him to he's like getting car. cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he's like, can I get eight dollars? Yeah, he wasn't pump? like a he wasn't like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Walking like, oh, around. Excuse me. Yeah. I got to take a shit, man. I fucking guys. <laughs> I, I think I told you this at the Bucky's in Bastrop. There's like a Pentecost community out here in the hill country. Uh, I say out here like I live like 45 minutes from Bastrop, but. I don't know where exactly they're located, but there's there's a, a big, well, relatively large Pentecostal community somewhere out here. And I was at Bucky's and uh, uh, the Bucky's in Bastrop. And uh, the men can dress how they want, I guess. I don't know if this is actually how supposed to go. The men can dress how they want. So this guy was wearing like a, you know, like a shit kicker outfit. Hat, go back to your country goatee, you know, some sort of shirt that's like, I don't call 911, I fuck you in your ass or whatever the fuck, you know, shit kicker boots, wranglers. Two of his fat, sticky boys would look just like him with minus the goatee. And then his wife was in the like the trad dress that went up to like the collarbone and then down to the ankles. And then all the Classic. girls were dressed like that. So it was just weird to see a guy that just like you'd see at a fucking country music concert and then like four sound of music looking ass women. Well, his wife and then like their three girls or whatever. The rules. I, I need to get. I need to lean into that. I'm trying to find a picture right now, uh, from when I was a little kid and my family lived in a Mennonite community. Oh, that's sick. And it's like me in just regular clothes and all. Before my hold on, before you show me that, I thought this is what you saw. <laughs> yeah, no, I realize that now. Like the, the friar from Robin Hood. Yes, I thought you, you saw it doing like the like, fucking prayer rope and the fucking rosary and shit. Uh, I thought yeah, you saw that a fucking been, that would have been cooler, honestly. I thought you saw, like, an Abbey monk. I wish, dude. Like, just getting, somehow buying porridge. (laughs) Hey, do you have the gruel aisle here? (laughs) I'm looking for millet. Do you have Um, any, like, any beer that's, like, 75% alcohol? (laughs) It's it's just, like, barley wine? (laughs) I only drink 90% alcohol and (laughs) 0.5%. And I'm only allowed to eat wheat gruel, uh, and uh, yeah, and I just chew on a bunch of rocks all day. That's okay. Wait, you know, so y'all I were think, I think y'all I would were do well in poverty. Y'all were Mennonites. I thought your dad was Mormon. 
No, so my dad was raised Mormon, and he converted to Christianity when he was, like, 20. Oh, okay. Um, And then became, like, a Baptist pastor, like... Church of Christ. We lived, yeah. We lived uh, in, like, a mountain town in Virginia before I was born. They did. And so all the girls wore, like, the big dresses and everything. Yeah. They were... And then whenever we moved down here... I was born, I think, shortly after, and uh, yeah, my my because fa- we just wore hand me downs for the most part. Yeah, but it, you know, just because you're not rocking with that crew anymore doesn't mean you can't rock the colors. You yeah, know? yeah, you can't you roll the so flag. It, yeah, I I can't find it. I took it the other day because we, I was we were going through some. Uh, we were trying to hang up some more pictures around the house because it looked like we just moved in. And I found it. I was just thought it would be funny to like have it like hanging above the door on like the outside, right? Just, like as a warning <laughs> to trespassers yeah. or something. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm feel like got some weird memory. I'm a card carrying member of the fucking tribe, dude. I'm pipe hit. Yeah, I'm ready to rock, dude. It's so funny to think about like the paths that our lives got so close to taking, and Mennonite Thomas. <laughs> It's so yeah, fucking, I couldn't have done it. It's, I, I know could. you couldn't have, but it's like it. It is something that exists. If like if if multiple universes and timelines are real, there's a Mennonite Thomas floating in the ether out there, just chopping wood and speaking Pennsylvania Dutch. And like you know, you got a a busted ass wife that churns butter all day. You got like eight fucking kids that you don't like that don't like you. God damn, that would be <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> Fucking hell! What what was one of my alternative life paths? You could have been, uh, you could you could be like a trailer park landlord. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool. very yeah, like uh, fucking Mister Leahy from fucking Trailer Park Boys. That definitely yeah, that could have happened. Sick. Yeah, that for sure could have been a potential reality. Um, I almost went to film school. I think that would have been a good one. That would have been great. You would have, <laughs> yeah, that would have been. A good character arc for you. That would have been, dude. Oh my god, I'm already annoying. I can't imagine if I had gone through with something like that. Uh, that would have fucking. I mean, and so instead, I studied philosophy. I took the more noble. Yeah, instead you. Instead you became a real man. <laughs> yeah, I, I studied yeah, that. I which could actually, have been some kind of pussy, you know, studying theology. But instead, I looked at how people's minds work. <laughs> And how to have an argument. What know? kind of what kind of pussy studies how movies are made? Me, I just I looked at like the ins and outs of, you know, like the human condition and why we, you know, exist and stuff for like six years and it cost me like fifty thousand dollars. Can you show me some money? Um uh, <clears throat> This is uh, this has been a public service announcement. If your name is Thomas, uh, so uh, if your name is Thomas, is a public service announcement. Uh, we have uh, received word from the Pentagon that you're a homosexual, and your house will be nucleared, bombed uh, as, as soon as possible. I need do not take shelter. In fact, go stand on your roof. Can't be right. And, <laughs> go stand on your roof. This is a. Uh, 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 Thomas, please go stand on your roof. The Pentagon has determined that you're a gay man and you're receiving hellfire. Forever to set up. No, you don't. Just don't figure out a six what, foot ladder, and the, the roof is like ten feet. Put it on top of the bed of your truck and get up on your roof because you're being receiving a hellfire missile fire, 
uh, uh, for being the Pentagon is determined. It'll still kill me if I'm not on the roof. Well, we wanted to get a direct hit on your head. We want the missile to hit you directly on. Uh, we've determined you're simply too gay to live. <laughs> checking in, checking in. Uh, subject has is sucking the missile like a penis. He has <laughs> caught it in his mouth. He is sucking it. Missile has not detonated due to how wet he has been sucking it. The heat-seeking device <laughs> is disabled due to how wet his mouth is. I repeat, he is sucking it up and down, sucking the missile like a penis. Oh, good God. He's putting in his butt. The camera at the tip of the missile is all smudged up, and we can see his tummy. He has pizza in there. I repeat, subject has a missile in butt. Will detonate at your call, but it may not detonate because he has a very dry butt. <laughs> That is drying off the missile, sort of like a car wash situation. And, oh my god, he is putting it into his mouth again because he cleaned it with his butt. And he's getting it wet with his mouth and putting it back in his butt. And, oh my god, missile inbound, missile inbound. We've just received word that the Pentagon was hit by a Hellfire missile sent from the Pentagon, intercepted by one Thomas White of Fort Worth, Texas. He performed some sort of uh, recalculation maneuver where he sucked the missile like a penis and then shoved it in his butt a whole bunch of times, and that somehow was able to redirect the missile back at the Pentagon. Um, we don't have... Uh, we, we, we've we had about 2,000 casualties here at the Pentagon. Uh, we have no words. There's a second missile arriving. Uh... Thomas, you can uh, you cannot suck the missile off. We've actually have an anti-suckable missile and an anti-fuckable missile, so you cannot put it in your mouth or your butt. Uh, we we I really appreciate the effort. You're the smartest gay terrorist we've ever met, and you really put our, our boys in a bit of a bind. So we created an anti-suckable, anti-fuckable missile that's coming for you, the gayest man in Texas. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. Don't get any. I see your smile. Don't get any clever tricks up your sleeve because you can't. <laughs> Checking in, checking in. Subject is jacking off the missile like a dick and putting it into his dick to sound. He is sounding the missile, shredding his urethral tract. The missile has exploded his penis like a big balloon. A medium-sized balloon, honestly. And it has destroyed, shredded his body, and he is putting it back into his hands. His calluses are stripping the paint off of the missile, and he's attempting to suck it. Thankfully, the anti-suck action has worked he is breaking his jaw trying to fit it around this missile it is the biggest phallic object he has ever tried to suck his teeth are breaking off on the force field his jaw is shredded his gums are flapping around largely due to previous tobacco use his tongue is flitting around it around the force field he's burning his tongue off jacking it off again his neighbor is here, and they're both licking the force field and getting the force field super wet. And all the neighborhood cats are jumping up and trying to lick the force field. And they're trying to fuck the force field, but their little cat balls are just bouncing right off of it. They are humping the force field to the point where we can no longer see the actual range. It's covered in uncircumcised cat dick, little red dots all over the cameras like they have lasers pointing at it. I repeat, the cats are skeeting on the force field. The cats are skeeting on the force field. We have a code red. Cat penis on the missile camera. Cannot detonate due to local anti-euthanasia uh, laws for stray cats. 
back to you. Now, this is the Pentagon. We did not anticipate that this area of Fort Worth had uh, 7 million stray cats. Uh, it's just bad foresight on our end, so uh, we're going to get back to the lab. Uh, this guy really, uh, we're thinking he might be the gayest, horniest, most bulletproof terrorist in Fort Worth, Texas, possibly all of North Texas, maybe even the United States. Uh, and the fact that he seems to also be able to have some sort of witch-like familiar powers where he could summon the power of a bunch of horny sex sexually desperate cats, I guess, to, to, fuck, to fuck a missile so much that it does not work anymore. I just realized if Fort Worth ever does deal with the feral cat population, what they're going to do is, because Lockheed's right here, they're just going to start sending, like, pool torpedo-sized missiles out and try to target cats, but they're just going to, like, blow up a bunch of old guys. It's very funny to think that, like, the city council's like, look, we got to do something about this uh, cat problem, and the only solution that we can think of is to get Lockheed on it, so we're going to get about, you know, yeah... Uh, 150,000 pool noodle-sized missiles, and we're just going to start dropping them in and around all of the suburban neighborhoods. Just a neighborhoods bunch of tungsten pool. rods, just <laughs> fucking just... <laughs> the only solution that Fort Worth City like Council can cats, the mayor's the like... We- just land, like, in the... In the like rough neighborhoods or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Now we have to build a bunch of high rises here. This is so yeah. Th- this was a this was a very uh, historic Mexican neighborhood. I guess all the cat missiles got misfired somehow. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> you can build a hotel here now. I guess it's just the mayor's like, yeah. The the, the stray cat problem is getting really bad, and he's like got an earpiece and he's like, yeah, the stray cats in Mexico. No, stray cat. Stray cats problems getting bad. So. Uh, we're gonna get Lockheed on it, our trusted, uh, you know, trusted people at Lockheed, and they're gonna drop like half a ton of uh, ordnance on the uh, stray cat neighborhoods in Fort Worth, and that should really get ahead of the problem. Uh, no more rabies, no more, um, you know. Eh, never mind. I was gonna walk that one out, but it's probably best that I don't. Probably uh, for the best. Probably for the best. Be- <laughs> racist guy. He's gonna be a problem. <laughs> Without any views, certain communities. I am not. Talk him out of it. He hates minorities. I love them probably more than anybody. In fact, if you're not a minority, I really don't want to hang out with you. (laughs) The the so anti-racist guy is just like honestly, you know what? Like when I I think about like white people, just I just I I want to kill them. Like I love minorities so much that I don't like. I want them to sleep in my bed. Like I just you know, dude. I'm hanging out at your birthday party. Man, we got to get some more black guys over here. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, I mean, did you like know somebody in the, did you want to invite a friend over or something? I'm like, I was like no, this is a lot. Anybody, I want, dude, we have to get some, we got to get some Filipino people over it's here. It's just Mexicans and white guys here, man. You need Filipinos. You need fucking. You're like, these are just guys I grew up with. I grew yeah. Up with. Outside yeah. Houston, you know? yeah, like, this is Mexicans dude, and white. You don't have any Choctaw people. Yet. <laughs> You're not inclusive enough. It's like, look, man, like I fucking, I just all I know is Mexican guys and white guys. That's the only type of guy that I know. That's it. I don't know, man. It just seems a little racist to me, dude. That you wouldn't I'm like, have. I know a bunch of black guys. You, you, know, you like, don't have right, any Algonquins. That's fine. I, I just, I, you're like crying. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I don't know, man. I just fucking. You're like, I'm like, there's no Algonquin people. Yeah, like, they're, they're not <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the area. Jake, you pull me aside. It's like my son's second birthday party. You pull me away from the bouncy house. You're like, 
look, man, I've been your friend now for 20 years, um, and there's just no Apache here. And I really think that you need to check your privilege about who you're inviting. It's like, dude, I live in Montana. I don't uh, think they're out here. Hey, Jack, <laughs> why don't you have any Comanches here? Are you afraid of getting scalped? You racist. <laughs> you're scared of a little culture in your in your yeah. life? A little, <laughs> a little fucking. Why don't you have more gay people here? You're afraid I'm going to suck their dick at your party? <laughs> and you're like, what? I know. Wait, hold on, man. What? <laughs> Are you afraid I'm going to let them fuck me in my ass in the pool yeah. or what? Like, at your son's birthday party? At your son's three-year-old <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> hey, man, you don't have many sex workers here at your son's birthday party. <laughs> you prejudiced or something? You're so woke that you're like, look, man, I see a lot of Mexican guys, a lot of Mexican girls. I see, you know black guys and you know i see all but what i don't see is enough sort of like a street walker type women yeah man, you <laughs> need don't. to get you need to get some of the mexicans out of here because they used to be you know it used to be more impressive but nowadays not, not no you got to go anybody. deeper <laughs> yeah dude i let <laughs> better be from south mexico like aztec yeah we're talking you need people from like talk, you need a guy who's naturally three foot eleven <laughs> like no birth defects you do. You don't have any pygmies here at this fucking <laughs> at this fucking bouncy house party. You piece of shit. You're like, yeah, bring a friend. I bring somehow fifty Aboriginal people. <laughs> Tribesmen. <laughs> yeah. What's that island that, that like they kill people? North Sentinelese. <laughs> you just bring those like uncontacted tribes. You're like, dude, where did you get this many Maoris? I'm like, oh, you don't hang out with Maoris? I hang out with them every day. I thought you. <laughs> I almost exclusively hang out with I you. thought you were progressive, man. You don't hang out with any this fucking... This Amazonian a- tribe. <laughs> yeah. You guys better be careful because they get smallpox really easily. Yeah, I hope none of you have any dis- any sort of virus <laughs> that lays dormant in your <laughs> European body. They aren't even <laughs> immune to the Black Plague yet. No. <laughs> they eat like a deviled egg and just... <laughs> just immediately fucking... <laughs> yeah, they can eat um, marsh hen egg and... Uh, <laughs> They're really, yeah, the, you're giving me a call. You're like, hey, I'm, so I'm bringing some friends by. But they have some weird dietary restrictions. I'm like, oh, well, I'm doing vegan tacos. It's a little bit more than that. So really, uh, just some of my friends from an uncontacted tribe on Amazon. I need you to have about 10 to 15 pounds of fresh piranha. I'm going to need you to have lots of palm leaves, uh, but just kind of the ones with the thick Banana stem. Banana tree roots. Banana tree root. I, but the, not the ones you get from the store because they're genetically modified. It's the fucked up little bananas that grow like wild. Um, I'm going to need you to have just lots of bark. It just, it's like, it's like chips to them. They just, you know, and, (laughs) and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to need you to just have, uh, if you have a rainwater collector, but it can't be any sort of mechanism. It has to be like a big sort of like, they can only drink sitting water. (laughs) If they drink filtered water, they'll die. You got chlorine in your pool, Jake? Uh, yeah, man, I, I, it's a pool. I need you to gonna have to take that out somehow. I'm not really sure I can do that. You just kind of have to. It has to be like a stagnant green pond. <laughs> that's really. Okay, some of my uh, Chernobyl friends are gonna be here soon. Could you, <laughs> could you get some some rabid wolves to hang out for comfort animals? Do you have any big glowing green pieces of metal that you could have around that place to just make them feel more at home? You know, a couple of my <laughs> Chernobyl friends. <laughs> It's like an eight foot tall man is just like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> like, it's like uh, his eyes are bleeding. Like, how's uh, allergies? Nah, I'm just a Chernobyl guy. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, you, you've got a lot of a lot of different races at your party. That's cool. Yeah, I invited the Mothman. So, 
There's only one of him, as far as I know, living. It's just like it's, so, it's cool that it's cool that you got you know. It's cool that you okay. got a you got Aboriginals here, but I have a cryptid, so I don't know if you're like how progressive you really are. You know, I have a dodo bird here. <laughs> I bankrupted myself, bringing it back from extinction to bring it to your party. This is like a just like a party for like dude, fucking like New York fucking wet blanket journalists, like liberal types, being like, yeah, you know, this is a guy. I've known this guy, like just pointing off over to the corner of their fucking you know condo. I've known this guy twenty years. We go way back. And it's just a dude with like a bone through his nose. He's holding <laughs> He's just, a spear. Yeah. <laughs> He's just got like he's got like a Bengal tiger fucking cloak on. He's, just, he's got like thousand yard stare from like the worst life imaginable. Man, we just go way back and like you know I really think like as somebody like if you really consider yourself progressive like you just kind of need to like associate more with people who just don't get a chance to you know experience you know how great you know this type of life could yeah. be. So. Most of my friends work in cobalt mines. I don't work there, but I hang out there a lot. <laughs> You have like new friends. ten Senegalese children behind you. <laughs> they really help with my world perspective, you know. Yeah, um. it's like, <laughs> look, man. I mean, a lot of times people would say it's weird for a grown man to bring ten children to like an, a party where there's alcohol. But I mean, I'm just a worldly guy, you know. All these kids are addicted to glue. That's part of their culture. <laughs> They're just industrial solvents, you know. They just. They really like the smell and taste of them. They enjoy them. Yeah, and they who might chip to... the paint off your walls and smell it, but that's that's part of their culture. So, do you have any? Um, do you have any just like AKMs lying around? Any AK forty sevens? It's just you know something that they really like to play with. It's sort of like a security blanket. Yeah. Do you have any uh, old French landmines lying around that they could just like dodge? <laughs> Munch on. Yeah. What I'm going to need you to do to make the to make the cobalt children feel more at home is if you could just lay some old French landmines out and have them run around the yard, uh, just trying to avoid them. You're going to see me hit them throughout the night. That's something they yeah are used to. Three of them are going to die, but that's just <laughs> that's just kind of like what happens when they hang around people. You know, I, I brought an old Chinese monk. If he uh, if he dies from opium withdrawal, that's on you. So you need to figure something out tonight. So hey man, really cool party. Like I'm glad uh you know, I know your wife's, you know, family's from Mexico, bud, but uh uh you know, I got my I got my buddy here, you know, is my my Chinese monk friend. He's just floating <laughs> like in that orange tunic. <laughs> just like one the middle of his forehead's glowing blue and you're like, you got to get yourself one of these, man. He's uh you know, he's a really wise guy. He's about 798 years old. So Oh, you're your first gen Guatemalan. That's really cool. My friend here is from Mexico, too. <laughs> yeah. They just copy-pasted in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> yeah, Mexico, too. Oh, you don't know anybody from Mexico, too. That's interesting. I do, but, you know, I guess I just get out more. Yeah, know, I, guess I, just, I guess I'm more worldly and more cultured. Yeah. But nice life, though, you got here, man. Nice uh, nice Colombian wife. Nice mixed Colombian kids. You know, nice, yeah. very sort of uh, culturally diverse friend group you have. I, uh, I have the... Uh, a skinwalker <laughs> to hang out with. Yeah. I wouldn't get too close to him. He will assume the figure of someone you love, and if you touch him, it, basically your soul just gets deleted. Uh, don't go over there. Really, I'm the only person allowed to talk to the guy. He's asking if you have any Pepsi. Uh, he doesn't really do Coca-Cola. He says you have you really take really good care of your lawn. I, he wants to know what kind of weed eater you got. Yeah, it's, it's cool that you brought... Uh... You know, you brought your friends, you know. 
I have a saber-toothed tiger and a flash drive with Adolf Hitler's soul on it. But, you know, it's, you know, it's cool you got your thing going on, man. Thanks for having us. I like how this, just the <laughs> the evolution of this stupid bit was like bringing a Mexican to a party and now you're like, I've got Adolf Hitler's soul <laughs> on a sink drive. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, it's, it's you know, a cool party, I guess. I just have uh, all the knowledge a man can hold within his soul. <laughs> just just on a little thumb drive I found. On yeah, the I have the first Bible um, here. <laughs> Anyway, the shroud of Turin—that's the—that's the cheese spread. That's just what the cheese spreads under. Anyway, <laughs> this is a freebie. This was called a freebie. You get a little tasty taste of what the primo episodes got to offer. This is um, where we just set it in your mouth and pull it right back out. Yeah, it's just just the tip, but like sixteen times, uh, and then and then I'm pretty good. After that, I go back to sleep. Um, <clears throat> If you like this shit, you want to go, uh, we do two episodes a week. This is one of them. The other one's going to be on patreon.com slash pendejo time. Uh, <clears throat> those are about five uh, buckaroonies a month. We do about four of those a month uh, with these episodes. And then if you want to do a little bit more cheese, if you got money to fuck around with, $10 honchos get one video episode a month. Um, and then if you've got like more money than God or whatever and you want to be among the elite, you can do the John Wayne Gacy tier. You don't get you anything extra. $1,000 if you want to. Yeah, there's a little uh, option on Patreon. If you have a ton of money and you listen to this, which I'm assuming is everybody in the fan group. Yeah, we have a uh, very rich listener. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I've learned. You can, just, you can just drop us fucking, you know, $100 million. I'll drop my cash app on here, you know? Fuck it. What do we get? also... If your name is Sam and you live in Arizona, I've been trying to get in contact with you. I won't say your last name or anything particular on Arizona you. Sam, you fucking shirt bastard. Your shirt you, got sent back, and I, I'm trying to get it back to you, but I need, uh, I need you to check your email for me, all right? Yeah, I need you to get your shit together for us, all right, Bubba? It's, it's not that big of a deal. I just want to get you your shirt. Thank you. Fuck you. Um, yeah, and those are, the, those are the shows that we got. Uh, I don't really have anything else to announce because uh, nothing else I got some dates coming up. Yeah. Uh, I need to go to the grocery store and get some more, but I'm out right now. <laughs> I'm doing 10 minutes at the fucking register line at Whole Foods in Fort Worth, Texas. Get more um, dates. Yeah, um, I'm getting more dates. Um, I'm doing about half an hour in the parking garage on uh, 5th Street in Austin just in my car uh, I'll alone. be in uh, Weatherford, Texas tomorrow yeah. doing sprinklers and thinking about killing myself. I'm moving to hours. San Marcos. Uh, if you want to come help me move, actually don't. If you Done. want to help Jake move, I'll give you his new address, <laughs> and you can help him for the next few months. Yeah, yeah, we have Maybe a guest. Maybe crash at his place while he gets things together. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you. Bye.